fillers in a conversation. Well, you see, the thing is, basically, more or less, that's what, like, you know, we're going to talk about. You know those words you use to fill up spacious silences that you're uncomfortable with? The ones that you can use to buy time to think your answer through? That's what today's show is all about. Hello there! I'm your host Garfield D'Souza aka Gary and you're listening to yet another episode of About What You Say. A podcast about words and how what they mean to us is changing even as you listen to this. Well, fillers have been around ever since language has been with us. I'm quite sure they took the form of mere noises to begin with. And as language evolved, so did they. They went from mere noises such as uh and mm and uh and all that to long-drawn sentences in linguistic eras that permitted those courtesy longer attention spans and then made way for two and three word phrases as the years went by and attention spans began to dwindle. Now this is not to say that those noises and those long-drawn sentences evaporated into thin air all of a sudden. They did not. They all coexisted. Some being used more than the others. The frequency of usage, of course, depending on the era, the situation, and the attention span of the people themselves. Well, now I don't quite know in what year you're listening to this podcast. So I might as well tell you that in the year 2021, the one in which I recorded this, we were still using short, sometimes ultra short phrases as fillers well i think we use phrases most of the time probably you know what just give me a moment to think about that i really need to think that through before i say anything about it i guess ultra short phrases hmm that's food for thought really it makes for some interesting conversation but well i doubt we stick to phrases alone One line is too just like the ones I've used right now make an appearance all the time. My personal favorite is so what else is happening? Ah, uh, what's new? That keeps the other talking and I haven't to bother much about contributing. If I'm not in a mood to contribute that is. Another one is oh, that's interesting. That makes sense. And sometimes I add really to them both to make it that makes sense really and oh, that's interesting really. even if it doesn't make sense or isn't rather interesting at all the idea is to allow the person to keep talking to the point of exhaustion now this does not mean that i use them merely to avoid a conversation i do use them even when the conversation gets interesting and he or she whoever it is i'm talking to does know that i'm keen to hear more about what he or she is saying because my lines are also accompanied with expressions on my face these facial expressions that you talk about and body language that indicate that i mean what i'm saying which also means i have to fake those very facial expressions and body language cues when i have to pretend to be interested in what's going on well you see i did that quite a lot during my corporate career i did it to a whole lot of colleagues and a whole lot of colleagues did that to me as well 
Anywho, what I'm trying to say is that fillers come to the rescue of one and all in all sorts of circumstances. People use them all the time. And let's find out how from the people themselves in the next segment of this show titled The People's Corner. In The People's Corner today, we have with us Ajinkya Kare. Hey, hi Ajinkya. Hey, hi Gary. How are you? All good, all good here. Ajinkya is a civil engineer, an avid curious reader and a researcher as well. We also have with us Pratiti Banerjee. Hey, hi Pratiti. Hi Gary. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. So far so good here. Yeah. And I'm really glad you could make it. Thanks so much for having me here. Pratiti is a senior editor and has been working in the publishing industry for the past 17 years. And joining us from down under is Jyoti. Thank you Garfield for inviting me um as a guest on your podcast. It's great to have you with us Jyoti. Jyoti is an old friend and an avid ardent reader of books. We also have with us Parmita. Hi Gary, how are you? Hello Parmita. Doing well, yeah. So nice of you to make it. Parmita works as an IT consultant and specializes in designing high-end IT solutions. And last, but never ever the least, we have Suraj. Hey, hello Gary. How are you doing? I'm fine Suraj and I'm oh so glad you could make time to join us. Suraj would like me to inform you that he is an avid reader of books and that when he's not reading books he's reading men. Well, welcome to the show all of you and thank you so much for making time to participate. So, my first question to you all is what words or expressions do you find yourself using over and over again when you run out of things to talk? So, uh, what I have noticed is um these set of words keep changing uh um uh, in the span of let's say 9 months because there are new words added to it and you know i'm someone who keeps myself updated with the yolo language or the young language uh that millennials or gen z use uh these days bummer is a word which i use a lot um whenever you know whenever i see that things are not going my way and i'm like oh bummer i use a lot of uh the in my language the this is not something that we were supposed to do so uh oh it's dope man oh dope i i use the word dope a lot so uh these are the three words which are like which are constantish but i keep using them like you know quite often okay that's like mm-hmm. uh huh okay when i run out of things to talk about i usually never do run out of things to talk about but uh, yeah my go to words are tell me so what i do is um, usually say tell me and then ask uh, the other person a question about say their childhood their favorite bands um, their favorite holiday destinations or even a hypothetical question like what would you do if you had a superpower that sort of a thing yeah the words tell me really works so i kind of tend to let people talk more and i listen more so um i often find myself being more the listener than the one who talks mm-hmm. so um i wouldn't actually uh, be in a situation too much where you know i've run out of things Day. Mm. But uh, I have found that when there are these lulls in conversation, 
uh, one way of always getting the conversation back on track is to ask somebody about their life. If you could just ask someone about a new venture they started, or somebody else about something new that their child has taken up, it it they always start talking animatedly, and then someone else jumps in, and then someone else, and it just you know before we know it, it's all back on track. So uh, what I usually do is nudge people in that direction because you know just just get them more comfortable, get them to talk about something that clearly means something to them, and that always works. Mm-hmm. So I use when well, uh, I use probably. I use. I think I use uh, apparently sometimes, <laughs> and like these. Anyways, I use the word anyways a lot. What was the reason you started using those words or expressions? Where and how did you pick them up? The probably word was from uh, the Canadian clinical psychologist Jordan B. Peterson. So he used to say that word uh, quite a lot in his lectures. Mm-hmm. Also, the word apparently. um i think this like this filler word i think i used it from a non fiction book called flow uh and the author used that uh, that word in a what do you say significant fashion the rest others like maybe and well i think at an individual trait so i kind of been pointed something from where i took that Like I said, I I've always seen the quiet one in group. That's just my nature, you know. It's it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you are a you know you're more an observer? Well, you listen. You listen more. If you're not talking more, you listen more, and uh, then you pick up on a lot of things. You pick up on uh, cues, for instance. You pick up cues when a person is talking that tells you what they are really animated about and what they are not. And uh, since I'm not much of a talker, and I'm frankly not. Very comfortable talking about myself. Uh, this has always been a way for uh, conversations to move on, and uh, you know, for for me to get people to relax and to open up. So these were words or expressions used by my friends, 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 or probably uh, used by people, um, um, uh, you know, uh, in TV series. For example, uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, there's this word called noise. So so i use noise a lot um so these these are the words which are just you know just randomly something that catches my eye and i'm like oh this is a lovely word uh, let me just add it in my um you know day to day set of words that i use while having conversations what's your favorite line or word when the conversation falls into an uncomfortable silence so it could be uh, that's interesting uh, <laughs> If it's, it's a new concept, otherwise, if it's something to be thought about, I say, okay, I'll think and I'll get back to you. Uh, and I think the most common is if you ask someone a question and they don't know, they're like, okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, I, I think I always start with, so tell me, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that's always my go-to, you know, and. Uh, Yeah, I, that's that's because again it ties in with what I was saying. You know, getting people to talk about themselves. I'm always like, okay, so tell me. Yeah. So did you once tell me that this happened? <laughs> what happened with? You know. So I don't use a phrase or a word, but I always crack a joke, crack a lame joke, or just you know probably uh, you know use a thing or you know a situation or uh, you know. Uh, 
anything which is like you know common or probably everybody can see at that time i just start making fun of that so it starts with it starts with the word folks for that matter so if you want a word that it starts with i would just say folks let's just or probably folks did you find this a little odd oh don't you think that her dupatta is too bad something like that my favorite filler word um, to uh, get over an uncomfortable silence is the word anyways um i just use uh, i just say anyways and then use that pause to think about um uh what subject to change it to um in case we are on a on an uncomfortable subject um and uh, where did i get that from i think i got it from my sister my older sister used it a lot and i think i must have picked it up from her have no idea where she picked it up from <laughs> sorry i would say there will be two words uh first will be probably mm. and second will be anyways uh even the like where i use these words are uh, pretty different like probably i would say when i don't have enough uh knowledge on that uh on that topic and if i am hesitating to speak uh, about that i use the word probably a lot if i am unsure about that topic but still if i want to say about that i use the word probably and anyways is the filler word where i want to uh, divert from the topic because i might find it boring or uh, the the like the discussion is isn't going anywhere so or if it it becomes uncomfortable for any one of us so regarding that time for deviation from the conversation i use the word uh, anyways Can you tell us how did you form this habit of using that line or word where did you pick it up when did you realize that this would be a great strategy to use in a conversation It's not strategy I will say you pick up this filler words like uh, subconsciously uh, but as I said uh, sorry I haven't spoken about this thing that I don't mind uh, uncomfortable silence uh, like people used to like uh, escape from that silence they use filler words a lot um but like uh, surprisingly for me i find those silence not that uncomfortable not that awkward because feel uh, like that silence actually uh, um enriches your conversation because there isn't a constant flow of uh, thoughts and words in your conversation you have time to think stop um before you speak so it's not a strategy which i have built and uh like this, uh, you might be noticing that i mind uh, long silence uh, i seldom use this filler words but as i said for deviation or if i am unsure about the topic i use the filler words yeah i don't think i watched anybody or and then learned it or I don't think I uh, heard someone say it and thought right that's a good way to proceed in situations that are not very comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know it is it is again just something that has happened over the course of uh, interactions because again you know I was always the the shy child who just sort of morphed into well still a shy adult but more adept at handling people and uh, It's like I said again it just I mean the whole thing ties into what I've been saying so far you know that I also what one realizes is that uh, you know 
while well, while everyone's talking people do want someone to listen to them and want someone to remember things about them and uh, since it it just comes naturally to me again you know it's just part of my personality type so uh, what i've seen as a uh, so this dates back to my school days where uh, i used to uh, you know sort of do a lot of mimicry and i so uh, you know i used to mimic a lot of uh, movie actors and cartoon characters and you know uh, uh, you know probably you know try to you know mimic their voice or something like that and i've seen that you know this instantly makes people laugh so whenever you say anything funny or anything contextual which is sort of uh, told in a humorous way people crack so uh, i have seen that that really works especially when you want to break the ice with someone whom uh, who's very awkward or who who hardly knows you or doesn't know you at all so uh, that's what i've realized in school that you know to make more friends to probably uh, you know influence on influence per se but you know to win their hearts uh uh or probably get them started to uh, get, get them started on that journey to like you uh it's better to you know start it with a bit of laughter a pinch of laughter so that is what i've i have improvised on this while i was growing up while i was in college i've used that with my professors and that's how i i made them fall in love with me platonically <laughs> What about the word like? Do you use it often? Uh, so, uh, I've even used it like, you know, okay, it happens sometimes like this or that uh, in conversation or even incorrectly using like to give examples. Mm. I, I, you know, it, should, it was like this, something like that on that. Sort. So, very casually, I've been using it. Uh, I, I, I do use it every now and then, you know. um sometimes i use it in that typical sense of you know saying like you know instead of me saying for instance or i mean or whatever so uh i do use the word like a lot i think a little more than i should because um it, it it's a lazy word isn't it you sort of take resort to words like whatever and like when you know you really run out of things to say or you cannot be bothered to really articulate yourself properly I understand it's lazy and when I catch myself doing it I do stop but yes I do often find myself taking recourse to those words the word like um so when my children were younger I used to that that word used to really annoy me um chiefly because I felt that um they were using it as an easy way out of actually forming full sentences um uh, for example they would go like uh, they would go oh my god i'm using like uh, myself these days and that's what i was coming to so earlier my kids used to say um and uh, then she was like this and i was like this and you know they would be very animated me telling me about their day and i would say can you please tell that to me in a proper sentence without using the word like then i found that it kind of dampened their enthusiasm to actually tell me about their day and so on and so forth so i just uh, let it go after a while because i was uh, much more <laughs> interested in how their day went and their stories and so on um and then i found that i ha- was using it too
just uh, before answering that is is a considered a filler <laughs> oh yeah 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 it is it is considered a filler it is considered a filler yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. Uh, as i'm speaking with you i have like previously i wasn't uh, um, what you will say uh, sure about i am using the word a like filler but right now i am i'm focusing i am getting uh, i'm realizing that i am using the word a much more frequently than i had expected so you can add in your list that ajinkya does use the word a uh, in his conversation no no i don't find uh, myself using that words actually i find like the people who use like frequently a bit annoying <laughs> because frankly speaking you don't want to hear like more and more in your sentences why it actually gives an impression that the people uh, the person is short of words short of vocabulary and uh, which is an impressive uh so like i am still using the word like but not that frequently not in every sentence as i said it is annoying for me um yes i use the word like in a lot of different ways it just slips in in my conversation and you know degrades my my quality of conversation if you would like to go that way okay if i have to like i have to give you an example like i have to give you an example so like is that oh this is like that is like are you okay with the way like is being used these days i'm fine with it i mean you know everybody has their own way of uh, speaking and of expressing themselves if someone else is doing it i have absolutely no problem with it it's not 100% accurate how it's being but yeah it's very casually used for a lot of things when i when i use it or when i see it being used i sort of think about it and i was like oh i i made a boo boo <laughs> i think i made a boo boo so yeah do you think like the word like will grow less popular i think it's already been used less Oh okay I think about uh, 10 15 years ago the word like was being thrown around and it was used almost like a full stop or a comma especially in spoken conversation so i think it's already being used less i think you know words also have a life of their own and they evolve and they change into something else and uh, i think as 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 a conversational filler as something that you just use and you can't think of a suitable word i think to that extent that word has it's already being used less i mean for instance when my my daughter speaks to her friends or when she's talking to us and she's speaking in english i don't see her using like as much you know i find her actually using and her words more and even when she's talking to her friends so i say the popularity has already come down and uh, which is not such a bad thing really you know because it means that you are thinking a little more and you're thinking of more words today which is always a good thing no uh because the current generation is using that word a bit, much more frequently than previous generation uh the fact i'm saying this is because i have like i have distanced myself from most of the popular social networking sites like instagram and tinder and all those stuff though i am on you uh, facebook and whatsapp on that platform i uh, came came across the use of like a lot 
and i don't know why the young generation using it in such more uh, um, frequency um i think because maybe because the lack of reading and lack of uh, the habit of uh, what you will say meaningful conversations because the as the attention span of reading articles has gone to like 3 seconds for each post which is surprisingly scary so because your attention span is so less your conversation span has also come down to uh very shorter amount of time rather than preferring longer conversations which are actually meaningful so like is a word which are is in sync with their uh, behavioral change like they want everything uh, fast and casual and uh, trendy so that might be the case yeah i think that uh, right now the word like and uh, the way it is used um is a uh, part of how english is spoken these days and so it may not that it may not rise in popularity but i feel it's already enmeshed in the way we speak at least for indians and at least for the people around me this is found a very sweet spot and it is going to be there for a while i think that it is here to stay so it will be here unless and until we make a conscious effort of finding another word and replacing it and you know doing all of this manually this configuration bit manually i think that is going to my humans won't um, you know won't go the extra mile to just change the word like consciously so it is going to be it is going to stay here for a long time okay uh, what i feel is with life it's a, it's a very common word which we have started using from a school curriculum so that has been ingrained in a lot uh, over the years that of new words or when we pick up different accents uh, words have replaced like but it will not be totally replaced that's what i feel so what are those words that have replaced like they be kind of that's a wonderful example any other similar to um, not similar is not very it might may not be applicable everywhere but uh, maybe few places but i think kind of has been uh, replaced uh, because of this uh, you know uh, us usage is seen more used there so when you listen to their web series or show you tend to pick up those words oh. so that way it's kind of used but like i said that audience is different so when you are young or in your school days uh, you tend to use like probably later in the years it gets kind of you know, replaced mm. or less used Okay so what would you like to say to the ones who love to use the word like in their conversations Well uh, I will say increase your vocabulary and don't try to be monotonous because it's boring for the people who are hearing you it gives the impression that you are not good uh, reader obviously this is not a prerequisite that you should be a reader but uh, you should have a good command over your language when you speak with people if you want to make an impression on them if you don't want it's completely fine you have the freedom to exercise language in any way you want but if you want to portray yourself as a as a what you will say charming or maybe a dynamic personality then you t- need to have a pretty decent amount of vocabulary in your I will say language arsenal. Finally, let me ask you this. 
What do you think influences people's usage or overusage of a word or an expression when they talk to others? When you keep hearing a few words, so reading is one thing, but reading is more because uh, it's more grammatically correct, and you have a lot of uh, reading proofs and everything. So that's more from a, a articulate point of view. But listening, uh, you have so many things to listen, right? From shows, web series to people, everything might not be very correct grammatically, but because you tend to keep on hearing it, you pick those things. It might be wrong or correct. but i think that hearing is one of the key thing here once they use this word they 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 see that or they probably psychologically feel that okay my my quality of conversation or probably my quality of expressing myself in that particular situation was really bang on so let me just use this over and over again in different with different set of people with uh, let's see that how it goes so this this sort of thing happens subconsciously when we when we see like you know when we see when we we probably uh, you know sort of give ourselves the reward and we crave for it more and this is how we you know stick to it uh, we we take that conscious effort to use that word a lot of times and then it becomes a part of us and then it it just is something that comes out so uh, i had a colleague at work at my previous office where um uh, you know he used he loved the word essential okay because uh, uh from different sources he was reading about essentialism and you know he was you know just boggling a lot uh, or probably his life was revolving around a lot of essentials at that time so the word essential was something that he ingrained in him okay and then he through the course of time because he was talking about essentialism essential and a lot of things which are uh, in the same which have the word essential um um you know that that consciously became because he was using that word it consciously was a part of his vocabulary and then even when he was out of that situation where he was no longer following essentialism in his life uh the word essentially always was with him so even now when i gave him a call and if he's trying to explain me anything he would start his conversation by saying essentially you should break up with your boyfriend mm. essentially even if it's not making any sense you know you get you get what i mean right? right even if it doesn't make any sense he would still use the word essentially um i think uh, when a word becomes really popular and it is considered cool i i've seen that a lot again you know i think i probably see uh, i notice words more because uh, my my job has to do with words as well mm-hmm. so uh, i have noticed that uh, when a particular word becomes really happening again for want of a better word uh, i find it used a lot i find it used in um, social situations i find it used in everyday conversations i even find them used in my work you know in the kind of manuscripts i get so when a word is overused you come across it in newspaper articles you come across it in social media you come across it uh, in conversation somehow it, it almost becomes a badge of honor to be using that word you want to be you know you want to be considered with the times and not out of it so i would say that uh, the popularity of a word in the public space has a very direct correlation to uh, its usage and the quantum of its usage in conversation
and that's just about all about fillers in a conversation. Do you think we have covered it all? Or did we leave out something that you have noticed very often and are surprised that it hasn't been included here? Well, tell us. We are all yours. Write to us at aboutwhatyousay at icloud.com. That's about what you say. All one word, no dots or spaces in between, at icloud.com. Also, you can follow us and interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at about what you say. Again, all one word, about what you say, all one word, no dots or spaces in between. If you liked this episode, dear listener, please do subscribe and share it with people who, just like you, might be keen on knowing more about how language has begun to change because of the way we use it. And with that, we come to the end of this episode of About What You Say. Thank you so much for your time and thank you oh so much for tuning in. Until next time then, here's me, Garfield aka Gary, saying goodbye, God bless and stay safe.